The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, we're glad you're here. I am Joel Mahalik and across from me in the studio is the lovely Sharon. Hi, lovely Sharon. Hi. How are you doing? I am B-E-A-utiful. That, exactly. That's you are. That's why I call you the lovely Sharon. No, I meant I'm wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, here's how you get in touch with us on the World Wide Web at www.jmtalk.net. Subscribe to the podcast. We are available everywhere podcasts are played. What? Is my ice chewing going yep. over? It is? That's right. Um Yes, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us, subscribe, never miss an episode. Social media, we are at TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter, JM Talk, at JM Talk Radio. So uh, there's that. Also, email us at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. So that's that. And um, so you are making candy today. I am. Or, I'm excited or are and you I'm attempting, scared. Are you tempted or you can't? I'm excited and I'm scared. How big will the mess be I have to clean up? <laughs> Pretty big, actually. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It is. So what's your, I mean, what's your goal today? Well, I haven't decided if we're making hard candy or if we're going to make, well, we can't make anything like a brittle. So well, brittle is easy to make. You didn't need to is. buy a, an entire kitchen candy kitchen of supplies for brittle because you make brittle on a cookie sheet. Okay, but um, best part about making brittle is you take the sheet out of the oven, up. and I can slam the sheet on the shut counter up. or on the floor. What brittle? You take the. Have you made brittle before? No, but you can take it out of the oven and just uh, slam the tray on the counter, oh, and that can, makes the brittle. Oh. I didn't know that. Is that not how you make brittle? Oh, I've been watching, you know, video, videos. Videos? Videos of um, this one candy company for, based out of New York. And they do it a little differently. Um, they don't put it on a cookie sheet and bang it on the floor weirdo so why aren't you so you don't know what you're gonna make probably gonna have to make hard candy because i don't have the supplies for brittle i don't have all the supplies for brittle i really thought brittle was just kind of whipped up in a bowl put on a cookie sheet and thrown in the oven well kind of if you want to simplify it like that well, I'm not trying to simplify. I'm just trying well, no, to figure out. I, I, it is pretty simple, which is why it was one of the ones I wanted to make. 
today, but um, I don't have peanuts. I don't have any nuts. So... All brittle has nuts? I'm learning. Yes. Okay. I didn't know Peanut that. brittle, almond brittle, cashew brittle. There could be a raisin brittle. Brittle brittle. There could be raisin brittle, tuna brittle. Ew, you're so <laughs> gross. Not oh, that I would eat God. tuna brittle. Yes, you would. No, I'd I wouldn't. force you. No. If you made me make it, I would force no you to eat it. No tuna brittle here. Are you sure? I'm dying of, of uh, heat exhaustion or something. Yeah? Yeah. Are you running fever? I don't think so. Do you have the vid? No, I don't have the vid. Are you I tested sure? positive. I can't get the vid. I'm fully safe. Don't you listen to your government? Oh, I'm okay. fully safe. Uh, I have the vaccine. I still wear a mask, and I put a blanket over my head when I go into stores. So I'm safe. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what I don't understand is I got the vaccinations. I waited. I got the second one, but it didn't work. No, and now they're doing boosters, actually. Um, a friend of um, mine. It, can I finish? No. It didn't work because I forget the joke. Oh my God! Go ahead. I didn't mean to. Make <laughs> no, it, it's that's alright. I didn't mean oh, to. Oh yeah, that, I remember now. It didn't work because I got chlamydia. It's a joke. I didn't get chlamydia. I didn't never heard of that joke. It's <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok. Um. <laughs> They're doing boosters now. I know. And I know people who got boosters already. So, you know, I guess we're, we're now we're entering the I the guess it depends stage. on when you got your shot. I guess. I don't know. But now we need boosters. Well, they'll just keep pumping us with stuff in our arms until we look like the creature from Chud. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Or, or by the time we get to like our 54th booster, we'll look like, uh, what's his name from... Uh, Men in Black, the when the alien took over the farmer. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> That's what we we'll look uh, like. Honey, your skin's sagging a little bit. <laughs> Is this better? Hey, you do a good impression of that. <laughs> yeah. I've All you gotta do is rip enough. your ponytail back. That's what I tried to do, but it didn't work. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. Anyway, check this out. This I had this leftover from last week. Did you? Yeah. I found this interesting. Indian scientist finds a way to detect colon cancer early and save lives by doing it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, um, found this in the India Times, and I would be willing to bet you that if this guy disappears off the face of the earth, it's because he found a way to save people money. <laughs> I know, right? So, apparently, it's a collaborative study involving four Indian institutes, um... And they figured out a way to detect colon cancer as early as stage one to ensure an effective recovery. Uh, so according to the council, uh, colon cancer is the third most common form of cancer in men, <clears throat> amounting to 10% of all cancer cases. Um, so it's also notorious to be one of the forms of cancer that's detected at really late stages. And there are two techniques that result in effective detection, either a CT colonoscopy. No, CT colonography Hmm. um, or colonoscopy and immunohistochemistry. Jeez, thank God I'm not a doctor. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to say these words. If I sit down and talk to a patient, I would be like, here, just read this. (laughs) 
<laughs> the new study, right? The new study has, however, found a novel way to identify the disease as early as stage one through um, his lab's work on microRNAs, mRNAs. This is the same technology that went into the COVID nineteen vaccines. Okay, using mRNAs. So, uh, the mRNAs. The uh, they're minute, single-stranded, non-coded RNA molecules. RNA. I knew this. What does RNA stand for? Uh, I didn't know you were going to put me on the spot. I was. I didn't think I was going to be interviewed today, so I didn't prepare any facts. Well. <laughs> Doctor, um, I want to know. I knew what RNAs were. Um, hold on. You know what? Hold on. Uh, one second here. Take the microphone with me. Oh, shoot. This <laughs> almost got an explicit warning. See? <laughs> um, RNA. Yeah, I, in fact, I, I, I read a whole lot about it. It is um, the ribonucleic acid or the nucleic acid present in all living cells. That doesn't help any. Mm -hmm. um, its principal role is to act as a messenger. That's what it is, messenger. Mm -hmm. to act as a messenger carrying instructions from DNA so your body knows what to do with it. Okay? So I guess in short, we could say, if we wanted to, in short, that he is using microRNAs to, uh, to detect the cancer. So if they use the RNAs, the RNAs are going to tell the person's body what they're looking for and how to go find it and makes the detection. It's just like these vaccines for the COVID. The mm -hmm. their RNA um, goes in and says, I'm here to train you what to look for if COVID hits the body so you know how to defend against it. And now that I've taught you, now bye-bye, I'm going to fizzle away to nothing. Okay. So RNA is, and that's one of the big conspiracy theories. mRNA does not stay in your body. It doesn't have microchips and everything. It, it does, it teaches the cells what it's there to teach, and then it dissipates over time. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Michael. You're welcome. Mahalik. I'm sorry, Mahalik. But, you know, it, 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 it's just... But you're a doctor, so it's Michaelek. It's interesting. Michaelek, a hi, make a hiney ho. Okay. <laughs> So, but it's interesting uh, to find out that they're doing that. They found a new yeah, way. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Colon cancer is one of the cancers that, are, yeah, like it says, it's always discovered late stage. Yep. And because no, no one gets colonoscopies, right? That that's why. I mean, truly, that's why it's always found late stage because of the negative condemnation that colonoscopies have exactly why now that i figured it out the next quest is to make everyone get it so so you think because of the negative connotation of it yes people choose not to get it yes or maybe like or maybe choose not to follow up no they choose not to get it because like, cause like I had one and I was told yes. five years. So yes. uh, what percent, I mean, is it a, do you think it's a higher percentage or like, it's like card sharks? Higher percentage or lower percentage of people go, okay, I had my colonoscopy. Okay, you should come back in five years or 10 years. And I'm they don't because they figure, are, I got it. I'm done. No, I'm saying people, Ignore. the doctor says to you, you need a colonoscopy. You're like, Oh, hell no. No camera's going on my butt. 
And that's exactly it in a nutshell. Hmm. They won't get it to begin with in order to see if you have it or not. Well. We all know it's vital that you get one because, you know, they're not just sticking a camera up your butt. Right. But and then, that's then, not what it's for. They're, they're to look for polyps. Right. And things like that. And the worst part, yes, is the prep. Yeah. You know. Uh, but it's gotten so much better. Can I tell you? I took a medication and I had to drink, you know, some stuff, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't like. Mine, I mean, mine was. Yours wasn't bad. Mine was. I, and I had a different set of instructions and different. Yes. You know, yeah. Things that I had to do versus what you had to do. And I guess that's just specific to the, the doctor. doctor that you yeah. see in their regiment. And I love my doctor. So, but yeah. I mean, as far as. And get- I've, n- I've never had a GI doctor that I liked. But the actual art of it, I mean, they put you into uh, like a twilight sleep. You don't even know. I mean, you go to sleep mm-hmm. and then you're, you're going home. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and the other thing too is, um, so you should get a colonoscopy. Lovely Sharon's correct. Get a colonoscopy. Yep. And follow up on it. But let me give you one tip that I learned. When you're done, you're going to be so hungry because of the prep work. And when you're done, go slow. Because I was like, I am so hungry and I ate so much. And then like, and because I, I thought it was over. And then five o'clock that night, it was not over. Because you still got that, you still got stuff in your yeah. system. And it just takes longer to do the damage it was doing the <laughs> night before. But it still does that damage. That's my tip for the day. Um, if you get your colonoscopy. The other thing is, if you're so afraid of getting a colonoscopy... Ask for a Cologuard. Now, that's a thing that they do at home. Right. You know, you just poop into a bucket and then Bob's your uncle. And that led you to a full-blown colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Right. But because I had a false positive. Which makes you because, wonder Because, no. All I'm saying is go for the real thing. Yeah, but. I was like, mm, no, if I don't have to get one, if it was negative, everything was fine. But it was positive because I had polyps. That's why you get a false positive. If you have polyps and they're benign. So you had a false polyp. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, for real. The, I don't. I did the Cologuard first, which is what you should do. People out there, if you don't want to get a colonoscopy, at least get a Cologuard because, you know, uh, either way, uh, you're going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So here's something I read, too, not too long ago. You know, 50 was the marker. I mean, when I turned 50, they told me to get one. I got one. Yeah. I just read that 45 is the new marker. I mean, you know, they're going to keep dropping it down. You know? Yeah. Pretty soon it's going to be like, you know, if you graduated kindergarten, you should get a colonoscopy. <laughs> Early detection were, is the point. You were just born colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, before we cut the cord, you know, yeah. let's just rip one up there. Let's get a camera up there and see what's going on. Right. Um. So, uh, but yeah, so now. In uterine. No, I'm just kidding. Now it's 45. 
yeah is now the crazy. new marker well again you know yeah, they're I looking mean, for early detection right That's the now key. is it 45 in men or just 45 for men and women oh i didn't know i didn't know that there was a difference mm-hmm. well now i do I I saw that. I'm not. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I saw. It's <laughs> down my boob. Ice that is. For the, yeah. For for the children listening at home. <laughs> yes, I'm chewing on ice and it went down my boob. <laughs> okay, so um, now we got time. So check this out. Sydney, Australia. Look at this picture. Oh, my God. Yes. A snake slithered out of the spice shelves of a local Sydney supermarket. <laughs> uh, the Woolworth supermarket. I don't know if there's any relation, but the um, on the... Uh, yeah, Woolworth is um, the old... Um, you don't remember the Woolworths? I remember Woolworths. I just don't know if this is related to that Woolworths mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. How do you know? I know it all. Okay. So yeah, oh my God. Um, so this snake just comes slithering out of the spice. I mean, that, I guess that could be a garter snake, right? Do they say what it is? Oh no, three meters and non nine feet, non venomous, nine feet. Three meters is nine feet. That is what? it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's insane. A diamond python. Yeah, that's not uh, very. It was not. It is not venomous. Not venomous, but it can squeeze you to death. A <laughs> no, nine a foot python, nonetheless. Nine foot. So, um, after filming the snake coming out, then they decided to get some help. <laughs> Any, anyway, so well, oh, um, that's a film. Hit the play. I can't hit the play. Why not? Because and that's not a film. Yes, it is. I'm still not playing. I don't know why. You, it, it's not the right... We don't have the right hookups. <gasps> no, I'm just playing. I get it. Uh, but, wow. So, anyway, the shop... Like a scene from Harry Potter. Yeah, apparently the shopper who saw it is also a trained snake handler. Now, I mean, how convenient yeah. is that? Well, it sold the, the snake. Was slithering along, right? And saw this chick and knew it was a trained snake handler. She was like... Ah, I'm going to go check out this snake handler mm-hmm. and have her pick me up. I don't think that's what happened. I think the snake was looking for a good deal on bay leaves. <laughs> <It's so stupid>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> anyway, so she said that she suspects the snake had been in there overnight, probably initially in the ceiling, where diamond pythons like to nestle. You know, so... Uh, besides diamond pythons nestling in your ceilings in Australia, Australia is also where they have a season for spiders because there's so I many know. spiders. <gasps> so and that is, I'm not like, I'm not I'm, fond of spiders, but I'm not deathly afraid of them. I would never, okay, people, never go there during spider season. I'm just thinking that I'm starting to get a fix on why Britain used it as a penal colony. <laughs> yeah, right. 
if you didn't die yeah. of starvation and the way you were treated, then the spiders and snakes would get you. But anyway. Yeah. So, all right. We're coming up uh, on the next segment of the show. We will have a one by the week and some other interesting tales to tell on the other side of this. So hang out right where you're at. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks? or? Uh, yes, 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 Okay. Yes. Here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um, oh, the shiny thing. Grab the oh, shiny thing. I, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything else? Blonde Star. Always on, because you're always blonde. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, this is podcast number 146, if you're keeping track of the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Ice Eden Sharon. So, uh, yes, welcome back. So the wildlife saga continues here at our new castle, our new home that we purchased. We've been, uh, we've been keeping you informed and we thought we were finished informing you of all the, the things about nature at this lovely abode that backs up to the woods that will never be developed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was a selling point. They'll never build. The woods behind your house are never going to be built, uh, never be developed. They're always going to be there. Great, right? Peaceful, yeah. tranquil. Yeah. There are monsters, monsters <laughs> that come out of these woods. <laughs> and now that we've had the cicadas, and now, of course, we're finding locusts here and there, some sort of other yeah. type of... Yeah. And now we have cicada wasps. What? Yeah. I found out that the white and black wasps, they call them cicada wasps because they will kill cicadas. Oh. Um, Anyway, now, during the last heat wave and humidity at night, we have been donned with katydids. Oh, my God. And a gazillion of the babies. We've we've had, what, two or three of the big ones, which are the ones that look like the big leaf? Yeah. Molly's had one in her mouth. She was trying to make friends. Yes. With her teeth. Oh, my God, that that always freaks us out when she does that. But we've got, like, all these little tiny katydids. Tiny little green monsters. Yeah, we we think we have them correctly identified as katydids. We're not sure. Yeah. I did tell you it seems appropriate that these katydids are here because Katie's here for a couple days. Yes, I know. So maybe that's why the katydids are here. Yeah, and they're all... Coming to our house because Katie's because here. Katie's here. So maybe once Katie goes back to Chicago, then they will be Katie don'ts. Yes, they won't come here. Right. In the words of Kamala Harris, "Don't come, do yeah. not come here." Right. 
so nature just continues and and oh my god so yesterday we were in the pool Mm -hmm. and we've got for some reason i'm going to tell you something i think i know where these giant flies (gasps) oh my god people we're talking we're talking about how they look like house flies but they're about 15 to 20 times the size of a house fly yeah and i am not kidding almost the size of a small three to four inches long yeah we're not kidding inches long and we were all in the pool yesterday cooling yeah. off chilling yeah. and we had one that was circling us and it was hanging out along the edge of the pool on the yeah. tile and <gasps> i had to go to war with it i know it was me that fly and a pool noodle right and i eventually won being <laughs> blind with no glasses on I was, People you had to see. I was swinging for the hills. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Truly, he's blind without his glasses. So imagine he's standing in a pool, right, with this big pool noodle, blind as a bat, not being able to see where the... I mean, he's able to see the shape of the fly. You couldn't miss it. That's the thing. Me being yeah, blind without my glasses, right. that's, that's how saying. large this fly that's was. That's what I'm saying. You could see the shape of the fly, but you couldn't actually see the fly. And it was hilarious. You could just see this guy whacking this pavement with this noodle yeah, hitting noodle. everywhere yeah. but yeah. the <laughs> well, we started. We started. We were splashing it with water because sometimes yeah. if you splash a flying bug that's on the edge of the pool, yeah. you'll drown yeah. it. Right. You know that big rush of a little yeah. bit of water. No, he just took a drink. Right, and we knocked him off the one time, and we're like creeping over there to see if we got him, and zzzz, he comes out from another area. And, <laughs> and oh my yeah, god! We, when we tried, that's when I went under the water. I didn't know where else to, to go. I know when we tried to splash him, he pulled out his margarita glass, said, "Here, have yeah. another." Yeah, dipped in the salt and was yeah. ready for some chlorine water. Yeah, he was ready. So, yeah. That was insane, there though. Were, there was another one later, but I, but yeah, I got this one. I killed him. He ended up... Yeah, you did eventually kill yeah, him. Like died, all that smacking of he, the noodle, you he did died, get him. He died in a pool. He fell into the pool. And then, of course, you know, Stephen got the, the skimmer and got yeah. him out. And boom, over the fence he went to hopefully get eaten by some other form of nature. Because right. there's plenty of it out there. Right. <laughs> I saw... It was so nasty. I was looking through the screen door. I didn't open it yet, but I was oh. watching. That squirrel that was sitting, it oh. was sitting up on the deck, but on the on the ledge, and it was chewing on something. And I'm like, what is he eating? He was eating a dead whatever those things are. Like that big bug. I like the lo- oh, yeah, well, I think they're locusts. Him, I, I yeah, think they're locusts. You saw him chew his head off, and then num, 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 num. And then he started chewing, chewing, chewing on the bottom. Oh, God, it was so gross. I thought squirrels only ate nuts. Well, it was eating that bug's nuts. Wow. Yeah, it was gross. I mean, folks, this is like this is not what we thought we signed up for, right? You know, I, that's what I'm saying. Yo. I mean, i i used to I used to not mind watching Animal Kingdom. I didn't intend to move into the Animal <laughs> right? Kingdom, you know. <laughs> and then the Animal Kingdom visit us in our pool. I'm telling you, I'm getting closer and closer to thinking of how we can put a concrete fortress up over that yard. Yeah, with a with a vented screen top to make sure yes. we get rain and sunshine yep, and yep, all that. Yep. Ridiculous. It is. 
Yep. Now and I know. We have I... a screen for the um, awning. Why we don't put it up, I don't know. Now it makes sense why, when I look at pictures of my cousins enjoying their pool in Florida, why it's inside a glass enclosure. Yes. Down there they are. You now know I why? Get it. Because of the alligators. Right. Mm. Holy moly. At least we don't have to contend with that. Not yet. Right? They might come up. What do I mean, what do we know? Listen, when I when I walk Molly and I go out behind the backyard and yeah. down the path into the park, mm-hmm. there are some days where I where we're walking along and I hear trees being cracked in half in there and I don't know what it is. You know, but but you just say, "Hey, Molly, come on and yeah, run." Yeah, now you know the, the woods never used <laughs> you know, to bother me. Those TikToks where it says, "Run." <laughs> yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, I used to never have such a problem with the woods until like where we lived before here and down yeah. by the courts. They have those woods, and we used to walk through the path. Uh, you know but what? The one wait a minute, the one crisp Octoberish morning mm-hmm. when I was down there and I heard wailing coming from the woods somewhere, like, like a six baby in the morning. Crying, yeah, worse than that. And mm-hmm. I found out later that it might have been a fox, but who knows? All I know is, have you ever seen the videos of the police mm-hmm. going to the cemetery to see what the disturbance is, and they're walking towards the cemetery, and you hear a high-pitched scream, and they turn around, the cops are running back. <laughs> right. That's the kind of sh- stuff I would hear. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Molly wants to investigate everything, and I'm like, no, Molly. I was <laughs> down there, and I did hear a baby crying, not a baby fox. And it was dark? Yeah. And it's time to go the opposite direction. Yes, that's what I did. We don't go looking for why babies in the woods are crying. We get yes. the hell out of there. I know. And then a couple of years later, we hear that there are coyotes in those woods. Yes. There's coyote in them there woods. Yeah, we always knew we had foxes in that complex. Yeah. But then we heard that there were some coyote sightings down that end of the park. And, uh, you know, and that also made sense because... Um, uh, like Molly would get on a trail around the house, yeah, and that's when our neighbor across the street said that they heard the coyotes were coming up this way, yeah, and you know. So then, when we just took her out around the house at night, we were on our guard because you never knew sure. what was back there. I know. I was afraid. Like there were times when three o'clock in the morning, you didn't wake up, but I did, and she wanted to go out, so I would walk her down the street. And can I tell you, I was so scared. Couple times I saw a fox walking like further down the street, right. walking across the street. I was praying Molly didn't see it because she would have tore after it. Well, I'll tell you this, and this is a true story. I I, I, I remember these are t- all true right? stories. I remember telling you this before, um, but uh, some years ago, walking Molly was one of those. It was like a f- she got up. It wasn't quite. It was like four o'clock, four four thirty. You know, and you're like. So I went out, and it was sort of misty, and I started going down towards the mailboxes, which is about a block yeah. down. Yeah, that's where I was walking. And about halfway down, she stopped. Like, we're in the middle of the street. Yeah. She stopped, and she was, like, looking, and she turned around and started walking back home. Now, I don't know what she sensed, but typically I'm like, no, come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. No, no. One thing I have learned is when your dog says, I'm out, and I don't mean thunder and stuff. That's no, right. Molly, that's, it's just yeah. thunder. Let's go. Right, yeah. But when they stop in the dead of night, yeah. Missed and they turn around. I'm turning around. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. way. Especially Jose. They're like 
walking along, all happy as can be, and then all of a sudden they stop dead, and they're like on guard. Yeah. And then they take off the other way. I'm right there behind you there, Missy. As a matter yeah. of fact, I'm running in front of you, dragging you behind me. There's, an old, the, 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 <laughs> there's a theory that says when the rats are running real fast one way, you follow the rats. Yeah. You don't run the other way. Yeah, right. <sighs> wow. Because as much as I like him, I don't want to meet Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. So yeah, so the Katie Dids are the, are the latest. Yes, and and the, you know this kind of stuff is stopping us from using the pool at night. It is. It really is. I mean, we have a heated spa, and we we can't use it because right. of these beasts. Hopefully, 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 we have better luck in September at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So anyway, and we put. Now, of course, we haven't tried it. We have torches out by the pool now, the, elect- the electric mm-hmm. solar pa- solar torches. Right. But I don't know if you hear anything happening out there. Of course, no, I do. And maybe because there's nothing going on out there because of the light up at the porch. Right. Exactly. But what I think we should do, I think we should get those big torches where you get the citronella fuel. Yeah. And burn real torches. We have plenty of citronella fuel at our campsite. Yes, so we, we do. If we're not using it there. So we'll bring it back. Like we brought the fire pit back. And because we're never using it and haven't used that. I know. We have, we actually have tabletop torches down there we yeah, can we bring do. back. And, yeah. And sit around the pool. Yes. Flames around the pool. <gasps> what? That's craziness. That's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... That's the story of uh, that's the story of our lives. We get off on tangents. That was a story about Katie did. <laughs> They're here, folks. Right. Um, okay. So, uh, wombat of the week, I suppose. If you want to get your wombat of the weekend, all you got to do is send us a verifiable news story to of stupid people doing stupid things and send it to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com you can also send it to us on facebook at jm talk as a pm but uh for this week woman sues mcdonald's after burger ad compelled her to break lent fast okay i don't understand how so, any court okay. would take that right <laughs> and you broke lent fast because you're weak right and you have no restraint but yet mcdonald's is responsible for that right so ksenia uh ovchinikova claims she was lured into indulging in a juicy mcdonald's burger and now she's not loving it Uh, so the Russian woman is is allegedly suing the fast food chain after claiming that seeing a mouth-watering cheeseburger commercial made her break her fast during Lent Uh, she said she saw the advertising banner and could not help herself and uh, this this according to a court statement regarding the Mac religious head (laughs) oh my god so um, the unhappy meal (laughs) reportedly occurred back in April 2019 uh, and uh, while she was over- observing Lent, which is a strict period in devout Christians, where during before the Easter holiday, they're not supposed to eat meat. Okay. When I was a kid, we had to do that. So every Friday during Lent was pierogies and minestrone soup. Minestrone soup has meat in it. 
No, it doesn't. Not Progresso. It was Progresso. Just four cans or so into the pot and steamed up. It's got beef stuff in it. No, it doesn't. Okay, what is the um, juice made of? Um, Vegetable stock. Yeah, bullshit. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, sorry about that. They're supposed to forego meat and meat byproducts, poultry, eggs, and dairy. Well, I never heard the last three. Uh, she claimed that she adhered to the belt tightening custom for a month when she saw the enticing Golden Arches banner advertising a cheeseburger and chicken nuggets. Despite successfully fasting for the last 16 years, the hangry woman couldn't resist and visited McDonald's and brought a cheeseburger, um, she alleged in her statement. However, the cheat meal <laughs> apparently didn't sit well. <laughs> She's now suing McDonald's for $14 as... Chompensation <laughs> for, for fourteen dollars. Bre- yes, for breaching consumer protection law and insulting her religious feelings. It is true, folks, that this wombat has just proved us that you can sue for anything. Right, including fourteen dollars. I would go for the max. I would go for twenty dollars at least. Well, this reminds me of uh, a case two years ago against Hardee's. Hardee's makes hash browns or hash rounds. Um, I, well, I'm not sure, what it, but anyway, they're larger discs okay. of potatoes, you know. Okay. And um, so this um, this guy uh, was suing for I think racism because he only got three, so and, and he, three hash rounds with his meal instead of a full cup of hash rounds. And so he was suing them on the basis that it was um, race-triggered or race-motivated that he only got three rounds with his breakfast. Uh, it just goes to show you that anybody can sue for any reason. And how much was reason. he suing for? Like a million dollars. Oh, my God, because three, yeah. just three. You know, you know how I solve problems like that, folks? I go uh, to Walmart every week. We do our food shopping, and I get my own eggs and and, and bread <laughs> right. and hash browns, and I'll make my own. Yeah, and save money in the process. By the time I tally up all the ingredients I purchased, I'm sure I'm spending less than it would be to go buy a meal. Right, and get pissed off because they didn't give you enough napkins and not enough salt, and exactly. they only gave me three hash rounds and not four. And you know what I mean? Wow, come on. So. But this is this is really funny. Yeah. I mean you're reading you're reading the story, okay? And you're building this image in your mind. She is truly upset because she broke Lent. Okay? So But she broke Lent. Yeah. It, the, get, let me finish. And I just broke Lent. Ew. (laughs) She's truly upset because she broke Lent. Because McDonald's put a commercial on TV so that the advertisement was showing this yummy burger and this yummy chicken nuggets. And she did exactly what the ad was intended to do. Right. Make you go and buy a cheeseburger. And that should be a point of order when yes, this goes to court. The ad worked. Right. It shouldn't go to court because actually McDonald's should give her her $14 and a coupon for a Big Mac. <laughs> good, good, it's only good, good during only Lent. Good only during the next, yeah, only good during Lent. <laughs> 
So <laughs> that's funny. That's your wombat of the week. Get your wombat in. Send us your wombat at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. Thank you to whoever sent us that story. Absolutely. $14. $14. Come on, man. man. At least go for 20 <laughs> Why, and it's going to cost you more than that anyway. Right. So we get to the point of the show here where you're going to go. You're going to go make some candy. So this is the point of the show where you say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Joel. See, she can't even follow directions. <laughs> goodbye, Sharon. So anyway, um, as for me, I'll be back. I want to talk to you about your iPhones and iMacs and iThings and iTabs and everything else. So I wonder. (laughs) So that's coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. I'm coming back right after this. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And uh, thanks for joining back on this, the third and final segment of this week's podcast. So uh, the lovely Sharon has taken off and I can already hear her stretching candy upstairs in the kitchen. But anyway, I digress. Uh so, you know, I, I like to use this opportunity during this part of the podcast to talk about uh, interesting things. I mean, I know we try to have fun when the lovely Sharon is here and sometimes that uh, continues and sometimes I get down to business and want to talk one-on-one with you, sharing information that I get uh, from other other avenues, so to speak. And, and most of the time it is of, the, of a technological nature as it is this week. I want to talk tech with you a little bit. So anyway, I want to talk about this uh, thing that I, that I read in Forbes and I'm bringing to your attention. And it's for my iPhone users. Holler, uh, where are you? Um, th- that crowd may lessen as days and months go on. So in a new editorial published by the Washington Post, a pair of researchers from Princeton University, who spent two years developing a CSAM detection system that is, stands for child sexual abuse material. Uh, and the, their system, similar to the one Apple plans to install on users' iPhones, iPads, and Macs next month, they've delivered an unequivocal warning. They're saying that Apple's version is dangerous. Uh, they state in in the paper, we wrote the only peer-reviewed publication on how to build a system like Apple's, and we concluded that the technology was dangerous. This according to the duo. Uh, our system, they say, could be easily repurposed for surveillance and censorship. The design wasn't restricted to a specific category of content, 
a service could simply swap in any content managing database and the person using that service would be none the wiser. Uh, this has been the predominant fear regarding Apple's CSAM initiative. The goal of the technology to reduce child abuse is indisputably important, and it is, but the potential damage that could come from hackers and governments manipulating such a system designed to search your iCloud photos and report abusive content is clear to all that have any understanding of what is going on here. Uh, China is Apple's second largest market with probably hundreds of millions of devices. And what stops the Chinese government from demanding Apple scan those devices for pro-democracy materials? Well, critics have plenty of ammunition here. Earlier this year, Apple was accused of compromising on censorship and surveillance in China after agreeing to move the personal data of its Chinese customers to the servers of a state-owned Chinese firm. Apple also states that, it's, that it provided customer data to the U.S. government almost 4,000 times just last year. So uh, and this, this story is available on Forbes.com, so you can uh, read it for yourself if you'd like. However, the bottom line here is it's a uh, potentially dangerous uh, system that, uh, as I can report, is going to be installed come iOS 15. So that'll be your iPhones, your MacBooks, all your Mac computers, iPhones, iPads, the Apple Watch OS will also have it. And, you know, even though Apple stands on their ground that, uh, you know, their devices, you know, they're for everyday use. They're for multiple use, uses of the person who has it. And it's such an important device in everyday life. And, and these phones have become so. Absolutely. Yes, they have. They've become very important in everyday life. And, uh, and, and, and that is true. But, and I say that, I'm always saying this. You always have to be careful of the big brother factor, right? Because we don't know. I mean, I've done videos and I've done shows and I've written articles about making sure you're not giving your phone too much leeway to your internal devices. You know what I mean? If you remember back, I would say, hey, what do your apps need? What, do, what does this app or that app really need your microphone for? Isn't that kind of strange? Why does it need access to your camera if it's not any kind of a photo or video program? You know, and these are these are things that I have been screaming at the the you know mountaintop saying, Hey, you gotta be careful with this. I'm also the first person that has always will always tell you, has always told you, and will continue to tell you, we as a as a as a race, as the human race, we allow technology to go too far too fast. And so uh, for the, the one of the per one of the purposes, one of the points that the Forbes article makes is that this CSAM technology, although yes, very important that we stop child abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely, we, we stop child sexual abuse. Yes. But because of the, uh, the researchers from Princeton who put out the article, the editorial, and talking about the dangers and what uh, malicious people can do with it, okay, uh, Forbes is predicting that this is going to cause a mass exodus away from Apple products. Um, you know, and, and you know, Apple just Apple's in the same basket as Facebook. Like they keep getting pulled to the carpet about privacy issues. 
you know and, and i and i i'm speaking to you as a user of eye products the lovely sharon and i are engulfed in eye products <laughs> so um just something else we'll have to continue to watch or uh, you know see if we you know uh, jump ship with other people but you know uh at some point at at some point we already know that we don't really have the privacy you can say that we have privacy and i would call you a fool because you're carrying around in your pocket this device or you have this device on your wrist that is tracking you it is watching you it is taking information it's listening to information you're talking about and it's selling that information to other companies who use it to target you for ads and god knows what else they they use it to target you for and so you should be very careful anytime it comes to technology comes to technology and what it can do uh, this article will definitely be posted on the facebook show page so you can have access to read it and uh there's a lot more to it than what i've ex- i mean explained like there's not a lot there's a lot more to the article not so much a lot more to what i told you i've basically basically given you the exact bullet point you need to know there is uh a lot of cons- there's always been concern you know it's it doesn't take long to do a tiny bit of research and see that there's always been some sort of concern just like facebook with apple and what they're doing with your data and so again uh there's nothing wrong with having this type of detection system what's wrong with it is how it can be used by malicious actors how the 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 way it's generically made and how generically and easily it can be manipulated to be used for even uh for things it was not intended for and that's really a large large problem so we'll get this posted for you so you can read for yourself and uh, comment if you'd like okay now on to uh, a different piece of tech this is something that you can get geeky about if you want to Uh, mathematicians apparently have solved traffic jams and they are begging big cities to listen to what they're saying okay Um, so let's let's take a look at this this story uh most traffic jams are are unnecessary yes they are if you ever get stuck in traffic i'm sure you feel the same way and uh this deeply irks mathematicians who specialize in traffic flow now before i continue i did not know there were mathematicians who special <laughs> specialized in traffic <laughs> they reserve particular uh virtual for local transport engineers and um, if engineers manage to achieve local improvements, after a while, the flows rearrange and the same traffic jams appear in other places. So no matter what they try to do to correct the system, uh, they see it repeated and they're really, uh, they really want the cities to listen to their, um, their system. So um, St. Petersburg University Alexander Krilatov, a mathematics professor, says that um, he'd like to solve urban traffic jams forever, so much so that he has co-authored a book of the new math approach to traffic and ways to implement them. And uh, here's four takeaways from that book. All drivers, number one, all drivers need to be on the same navigation system. 
He says cars can only be efficiently rerouted if instructions come from one center hub. One navigation system rerouting some drivers does not solve traffic jams. That makes sense to me. I mean, like right now in our lives, I would say we have a navigational system on the on our Honda van which is uh, a 2010 van, so it is the navigation system is 11 years old now. Missing some streets, I'm sure. We have a uh, Magellan, I think a portable Magellan that we do, uh, we don't usually uh, typically use anymore. It's in a it's in a glove box, and then we have on our phones we have our built-in maps from Apple and Waze. So four different navigational systems or at least more than one different hub let's say some systems you use the same hub that would be great so i do get it i do get this number one number two parking bans many urban roads are too narrow and cannot be physically widened traffic flow models can indicate where parking spots should be turned into lanes Green lanes. For cities that want to increase electric car use, special lanes should be created for electric cars, providing an incentive for their use, thereby cutting down on, that's right, emissions. Uh, and number four, digital twins. Traffic demands and uh, demands and available infrastructure can only be balanced with digital modeling that creates an entire twin of existing roadways. The software would will be an extremely useful thought tool in the hands of the transport engineers traffic modeling is a complex branch of applied mathematics i never knew that partially because it assumes that drivers are selfish and pursuing their own goals rather than any predictable or shared efforts every year a considerable considerable budget is allocated for improving roads our models they say suggest a set of solutions for the efficient management of these funds um, and by the way, in case you were wondering, the mathematical approach in this case is superior to the engineering and economic one. Interesting. Who would have thunk that mathematics can play a role in that? So like another thing that we're seeing testing and even starting to get a little bit of use is autonomous driving. How does that play in? Uh, you know, autonomous driving, uh, you know, can help with a lot of, and this isn't mathematics, this is common sense. Autonomous driving could, could, if the security of it can be guaranteed, autonomous driving could help a lot with some traffic nightmares because it can help reduce accidents and it can increase traffic flow uh, because that is another hub. And, and if all this can become synergy, then they could use the same um, navigation system as in point number one, that same main center, one single hub for the autonomous driving and the navigation. And then your, uh, your green lanes can all be controlled by that. So there could be a lot of synergy going on with that. And, you know, I could see autonomous driving as being, uh, you know, uh, a possible solution to a lot of things that, believe me, a year, two years ago, two years ago at least and more, I would not speak this kindly of autonomous driving because when it first was introduced, I thought it was the 
poster child of laziness. How lazy can you be to sit in a car and let the car do everything for you? But when you think about the amount of people, the amount of accidents caused by people not paying attention, especially texting, then you have to you have to think to yourself, in accidents alone, and accidents create traffic nightmares. So in accidents alone, you have to think to yourself, there might be something to this autonomous driving. Got to be something. You know what I mean? There's, you, you can't you can't look at the facts of autonomous driving and say there's no way that this is not going to save lives. But it has to be secure. This has got to be a secure system. It can't be a system that malicious actors can hack into because then it becomes one of the most dangerous things in technology ever. To, you know, so you, you know, and, and I say this because they're, when they started it with the Jeeps, Jeep was one of the early testers and a, a um, an ethical hacker, hack, hacker, an ethical hacker cracked into the Jeep, the test Jeep through the stereo system and took over, you know, c- computerized systems in the car brake steering <laughs> you know, things like that so security would have to be of the utmost but this is a very interesting article um i do think that there's uh, uh, uh some points here that you know cities major cities all cities the entire every every dot every department of transportation should listen to these mathematicians i think they got something there worth listening to Okay, so then that brings this week's podcast to a screeching crash and halt. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the program this week. And want to remind you that the podcast resides at www.jmtalk.net where you can subscribe to the show and uh, do some other things. I mean, you can't do a whole lot. Everything you need to know, though, is there at that residence on the World Wide Web including subscribing to the podcast so you can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts we are there so you can subscribe and never miss an episode we're on social media tiktok and facebook at jm talk instagram and twitter at jm talk radio also drop us a line and get us your wombats and other information whatever you want to talk to us about email it to us at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com so with that in mind, uh, we will catch you next time on the podcast. Be good to one another, and we will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.